Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. All right, fact check this podcast, and today I'm going to push the envelope just a little bit and test and see if YouTube is still banning everything COVID-related. I'm sorry, everything COVID misinformation related. And let's also see if by bringing actual studies and, and articles along with me for this ride, they still choose to take my video down. So I've deliberately avoided talking about anything COVID for a while now, just because number one, COVID's over. I mean, let's be serious. The rest of the civilized world, other than the United States, has moved on to uh, addressing COVID as a flu-like virus, that it is endemic, and that it should not be something that warrants a whole lot of our time and attention. The United States, on the other hand, continues to utilize it as a weapon of fear and uh, mass propaganda because, you know, the pharmaceutical industry that is treating this thing is based right here in the States. And as I've said before, probably on videos that have been taken down, if you aren't aware, the pharmaceutical lobby is hands down the biggest one in Washington, D.C., all the uh, all the crazy deal that's made over the NRA and all these other uh, supposedly conservative lobbies that are in everybody's pockets and actually controlling legislation across the country. No, no. Do a little bit of research. Just look at the raw numbers. It's the pharmaceutical industry. They're the ones who are pulling all the strings. So let's take a look at a couple little nuggets, if you will. Uh, nugget number one, let's listen to What's-Her-Face, Deborah Burks, see what she has to say about COVID vaccines. At the president now having this, and all these people who have been fully vaxxed, vaccinated, and, and boosted, and all that, and they're getting it. The 20% or so of Americans who've not been vaccinated might look at that doctor and say, well, Why bother? Why bother? What do you, what do you tell them? 
Well, if you're across the south um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will, but let's be very clear. 50% I think that's pretty amusing. We knew that it wasn't going to protect against infection, but we ran with that narrative for months and months and months anyway. Uh, she also suggests that Paxlovid is the thing that you should be taking the thing that's going to be our saving grace in this current surge or current wave or whatever you want to call it. Um, that, that just goes flies straight in the face of and completely ignores the fact that Paxlovid has been found to be completely uh, unreliable and effectively useless. Every, uh, there have been multiple, multiple, multiple cases. In fact, Dr. Fauci himself had this happen to him, where Paxlovid is taken in the early stages of COVID. Um, what they have typically seen is for the first three to five days, symptoms subside and the patient seems to be getting better, only to turn around and get round two of COVID, which is exponentially worse and lasts about twice as long. So, so yeah, Paxlova, that's going to be the thing that saves us from this current wave of COVID. Me and my unvaccinated wife both had, have been a, a part of this current COVID wave. Um, if she could have kept her hands to herself, to herself, I would have gotten away with not even having her realize I was sick. Uh, had a little bit of a, a little bit of a sore throat, mild fever just kind of general fatigue. Um, I was working on mowing the yard and working in the garden, doing stuff outside. I, I was just kind of, kind of push through it and pretend that nothing was wrong. She lay down in bed next to me, put her hand on my chest and said, Oh, you are burning up. I was like, yeah, I might. She had, she had tested positive for it uh, the, the week previous. And she was, she was like, but you need to go get tested. I said, like, yeah, I know. I've, I've probably got it. And she hands me this bottle of uh, throat spray and says, you're going to need this tomorrow. You're going to have a sore throat. I was like, I, I already went through that a few days ago. She said, how long have you been sick? I, like, I don't know, about four days or so. I made it three, four days without my wife, who I was literally at home with every single day, even realizing that I was sick. Uh, if she hadn't forced me to go get tested, I probably wouldn't have. I'd have just gone to work like all was normal and uh, moved on with life. But I mean, that's, that's how terrible this current wave is, is uh, in fact, let's see the guys on the morning show, Dag and Mark have both been hit with it. Um, Dag, it was pretty mild for him. Seemed like he, he participated in the show. I mean, I never missed an episode of either of my shows while I had it. Um, Mark's got it. He doesn't seem to be any worse for the wear. Like it's been, it's been going around, and that seems to be kind of the the current trend that I'm seeing amongst everybody that's getting this current strand of. Oh, it's the uh, BA 
five or whatever they're calling it the uh, more transmissible less deadly avoids the vaccines and avoids the treatments strand you know like all those other strands that have come through they become less deadly more transmissible and they avoid the vaccine that's still based around the original strand the vaccine has not changed this is not a new vaccine the boosters have not don't have any new science to them it's still just another dose of the same thing that's not working so speaking of not working let's pull up the next article that's bound to get me banned Study ties COVID booster to a startling spike in excess deaths. A study based on the weekly government data in New Zealand, one of the world's most vaccinated nations, found that the age groups most likely to have COVID booster shots had up to 10% more excess deaths. Uh, Excess mortality is the number of deaths from all causes above what would typically be expected in one year. So what they're seeing, and this isn't just in... Uh, New Zealand, this is kind of across the board, especially in Europe, is that the more heavily vaccinated age groups, which, as it so happens, are the 20s and 30s that are the you know kind of the least likely to actually need it, you're seeing ex- excess deaths amongst those age groups. And you know what the excess deaths are coming from? Ding, ding, ding. You guessed it. Myocarditis. Lots of heart failure. Lots of sudden... Uh, SADS has become a thing. Sudden adult death syndrome. These things don't exist. Like young people just dropping dead for no apparent reason. Didn't exist prior to... Okay. Let me back it up. Fact check myself. It's not that they didn't exist. And I even got fact checked on this. (laughs) I even got fact checked on this. Uh, On a post on, on... Facebook not too long ago. By the way, fuck Facebook, uh, but whatever. I've been serving some Facebook suspensions for posting jokes. Like, if you can't even post a joke, what's the point of having fucking Facebook? Anyway, um, some of the statistics on, like, myocarditis and the, the percentages that it's up. So, in previous years prior to 2021, myocarditis amongst... Uh, 12 to 24 year olds was virtually non-existent the numbers uh i'm trying to remember exactly it was like quadrupled or more in 2021 from normal years and it's got fact checked (laughs) it got fact checked because it went from like double digits i think uh prior to 2021 there was like 19 or Low or high teens, low twenties was how many deaths per year in that those younger like 20, 30, yeah, 12 to 20, 25, I think it was like 12 years old, 25 years old, like upper teens to mid twenties was how many annual deaths uh, were happening due to myocarditis. And that number more than quadrupled. It went up to into the hundreds upon hundreds. Um, Maybe even thousands, if I'm not, if I'm not incorrect. I, I don't know. I didn't pull the numbers for this particular episode. Um, I got fact checked on that because 
the numbers that were posted on the the thing that I shared um, were actually not as bad as the actual numbers. So it got fact checked as misleading or misinformation. But then if you actually open up the article and looked at the misinformation from this uh, from this picture that I'd posted and you look at the actual numbers that they state, the numbers in the picture were not as bad as the real numbers. <laughs> it's like, this is your fact check? Are you fucking insane? You're fact checking me to tell me that this is a misinformation. But then when I actually pull up the article, it's misinformation because the numbers are actually on the picture are not as bad as the real life numbers. Like this is the level of psychosis that we're living with right now. And this whole COVID mania bullshit. There's a hundred percent chance this video is getting taken down from YouTube. So head over to rumble and check it out there. Uh, like holy fucking shit. So across the civilized world, I mean, New Zealand, Israel, um, everywhere that they have really pushed these vaccines. You're seeing high, high rates of excess mortality in twenties and uh, in the twenties and thirty year olds. Uh, so that's pretty fucking scary. Uh, let's see, got some other stuff. Ah, this is one of my favorite ones. And see, YouTube, you owe me a whole bunch of videos back because of all of this stuff but you're never going to give them to me. In fact, you're going to take this one down, even though I'm just sharing stuff that's coming straight from like actual news sources. Um, Johns Hopkins Institute study reveals COVID-19 lockdowns had little to no effect on mortality rate. But if you read through this, it goes on to explain that there was actually a significant, a significant effect on the economic impact that this had. I, uh, the lockdowns across the U.S. and Europe reduced COVID-19 mortality by 0.2% on average, they project. Maybe. They're not, it's not 100% on the math on that. It might not have even been done it that, been that good. But on average, about a 0.2% uh, reduction in COVID mortality based on the lockdowns. However, if you go on and, and uh, I'll post these articles for anybody who wants to look at them. <laughs> um, the closing of all these businesses and stuff like that actually had a huge, huge economic impact. And are a major part of the reason why we're currently seeing uh, out-of-control inflation. We're currently seeing huge supply chain issues and just like complete supply chain breakages in many instances. Uh, it's also why we're seeing uh, the unemployment rates that even though they keep like the U.S. government and the Obama, or Obama, I've, I've made that Freudian slip a, a couple times. The Biden administration have touted like all of this um, job creation, but all these job jobs that are being created, they're not actual new jobs being created. They're jobs that are returning to the marketplace that had previously been destroyed or uh, removed, I guess would be the best way to put it. Like it's not that these jobs are being created. It's that these are jobs that are being brought back, uh, which is, and unemployment rate hasn't changed 
uh, when you dig down into the actual statistics around the unemployment rate, a lot of people um, see this is the problem that's all, that I've always had with the the way they calculate the unemployment rate is anyone who's not actively seeking employment and has just de determined that they are not going to get a job and they're going to just be a government leech, uh, they don't get counted in the unemployment rate. How does that work? Well, because it makes their numbers look better, obviously. If you just don't count the people who don't want to work, then that makes it look like everybody has a job. Never mind that a lot of people have chosen to simply not have jobs and live off of a government paycheck. So anyway, when you look at these unemployment rates, uh, at the increase in the number of people who have dropped out of the job market and aren't looking for jobs, uh, <laughs> in the wake of COVID, obviously, um, the unemployment rates are not, are not improving. And all of this job creation is not actually job creation. And like, it's all, uh, it's a way that they fudge numbers to, to kind of make, make a point that's not real, I guess would be the, uh, the best way to look at, or to, to explain that. Uh, man, it's just like, let's see. There was also a study that showed that, and see, I don't have the statistics on that one. So this will definitely get taken down because, well, even if I, I mean, it, I've, I, it's been proven in the past because I've had, I know I've talked about it before. I had a video where I went through a article or a, a case study that was done by Dr. Fauci and another doctor that explained how uh, N95 masks and surgical masks and all those stuff, uh, they're ineffective outside of a sterilized surgical room setting. So they're not going to work against COVID. Well, all I did was read this research study that Dr. Fauci had participated in and was one of the co-authors of. And that video got removed. And when I appealed it to YouTube, I sent them a link to the article or the research study. And like, hey, look, this is like, I didn't give in false information. I didn't give misinformation. Like, I literally just read from this article. Well, within two weeks, that article didn't exist anymore. It's uh, Air 404. Or, uh, yeah, Air 404, like, uh, page not found. It ceased to exist, and I got a seven-day suspension on my YouTube account. Not saying I'm the result of that, or I'm the reason that that uh, article stopped existing. I'm sure a lot of other people had similar things happen, but there have also been other studies and stuff that have come out over the last six to eight months that have gone into pretty high level of detail and depth on how masking did not actually accomplish anything in the COVID pandemic and in the wake of that. So like all of this stuff is, and none of this is like mainstream. Like, the, and, and the really big problem is they will say all of this stuff. They will tell you all of this stuff. They will give you all of these numbers and, and explain why these vaccines aren't working, why Paxlovid isn't working, why uh, masks don't work, why the lockdowns were a complete failure. Like they'll go into great detail to explain all of these things. But then they always have to put the uh, they always have to put the little tag in there 
You should do whatever your government says. If they say to lock down, you should lock down. If they say to wear a mask, you should wear a mask. You should definitely be getting vaccinated. And even if you get, even after you've gotten vaccinated, when you get COVID, because you're going to get COVID because the vaccine is not going to prevent you from getting COVID, uh, then you should go get the Paxlovid and do all of the things that you're being told because Big Pharma said so. And at the end of the day, we have to bow to our God, Pfizer and Moderna. I got in a kind of a debate back and forth on Twitter with a, uh, a nurse about, she said that, um, that people don't trust medical professionals. And I said, when you've sold your soul to big pharma and whatever the prescribed narrative is, obviously people are going to stop trusting you. Like that's kind of the reality of it. Like you've shown you don't have any principles, you don't have any values, you only care about whatever puts money in your pocket, which, I mean, I get it. That's We're all about the almighty dollar at the end of the day, one way or the other, but it's, you know, how far are you willing to go for that dollar? Um, when that's the industry that you work in, like obviously, people tend to lose faith in that. And, and so then she said something about, Maybe you should uh, stop reading the conspiracy theories and blah, blah, blah about the vaccine and COVID and yada, yada, yada. It's like, I didn't say anything about the vaccine. I didn't say anything about COVID. I said the medical industry as a whole sold out to big pharma. If you look at the industry, this has been happening for 20 years or more. Like, and then, and then all of that stuff comes out about how um, the chemical imbalance and all that stuff is complete bullshit. It's not actually a chemical imbalance that causes depression. It's all just a, that's an excuse to put people on medication. So then you're putting people on this medication that's not actually treating their depression. In fact, in most cases, if you look at all the side effects and the stuff that this depression medicine does, uh, it makes your depression worse. It makes you suicidal. It makes you have all these other horrible side effects. And then not only that, but then you become chemically dependent on this stuff because if you're not taking it every day, like you've been prescribed by your big pharma sellout doctor, then you start to have mood swings and you start to have even greater depression. Not because of a chemical imbalance that was naturally occurring, but because of the chemical imbalance that has been created by the antidepressants that they put you on. So now you're even more fucked up. Now you can't get off of this stuff. Now you're stuck forever. And then these people become suicidal. They become mentally disturbed. They become homicidal. They become all kinds of other things. And it's instead of treating the problem in a reasonable, rational way. And like, this is going to sound like an oversimplification, but like suggesting that people do things that are, you know, uh, life affirming, get out and exercise change your diet, change your habits, change the people that you're around, like find ways to be more engaged in your life and the things that are going on around you instead of just becoming reliant on some drug to numb you to the world. Like it's, it's fucking insane. So like you see the, the studies that are coming out that are saying that, that all of these antidepressants aren't actually doing anything. No shit. Uh, that it's not a chemical imbalance like they 
originally said it was no shit. Um, the whole thing was just the medical industry selling out to big pharma to, because that's the stuff that was being pushed. You push these drugs, we give you money, you get to be rich. There it is. That's why anytime you go to the doctor these days, it's all they want to do. Uh, what is it? I think the on average, a doctor spends six minutes with a patient. And usually their prescription or their uh, solution to whatever your problem is, is to give you drugs like it. Whenever I was mentioning all of this, the, the person who I was having the, uh, the back and forth with said, well, then just don't go to the doctor or take any medicine for anything ever. It's like, I don't. I, uh, the only times I go to the doctor are when my wife forces me to. And even then, I don't do anything like I don't. I go just for just for them to tell, basically for them to weigh me and tell me what they think is wrong with me, which usually I already knew. And then I go about my life as usual. I don't take anything. I don't do anything. I go to the doctor so that my wife will leave me the hell alone. That's really it. I mean, I had a broken ankle a few years ago and I had a walking boot that I was going to wear anyway. So uh, they put me in a walking boot and told me to stay off of it. And uh, a couple weeks later, when it felt better, I went back to playing basketball. I'm like, I know what's wrong with me. I know my body. I don't need to spend a lot of time at a doctor. Uh, this, uh, this thing that exists in modern society where you just go to the doctor for everything all the time is it's insane to me. Like, uh, my, my ex wants to take the kids to the doctor every time one of them has a cough or the sniffles. It's like they got allergies. It's changing seasons. Uh, they're kids. They get sick. Uh, you know, they run into shit. They hurt themselves. They fall off of stuff. They're kids. Let them be kids. They'll, they'll toughen up or they'll die. I, I don't think they're going to die. Nothing that they've had, like nothing that she takes them to the doctor for warrants going to the doctor. They're fine every single time. It's it's always this giant nothing burger. There's get outside, get some fucking sunshine, go for a run, pick up heavy shit, and walk around with it. Do do things that are life affirming. Uh, play basketball, fight with somebody. I don't know. Wrestle with a goat. That's kind of fun. Chase cats. Do things that you know get you active. Make you feel things. Make you sweat. Go a lot further than spending all your time in a doctor's office around sick people where they tell you to take medicine that's probably not going to fix the thing that's wrong with you and on top of it is going to give you half a dozen other things that are now wrong with you. Quit going to the fucking doctor. Call up Dr. Justin, and I'll tell you what the solution is. You know what the solution is? Drink a big-ass bottle of bourbon. Eat a whole bag of chips with salsa. Go run five miles. And wrestle with a goat. That'll cure all your ills. That'll be it for this episode that you will definitely not be able to see on YouTube unless you checked it out immediately. In fact, I bet they don't even let it publish. I bet you it gets taken down in the 
in the pre-publishing. <laughs> oh, we'll see how that goes, though. Uh, in the meantime, I hope everybody has a great rest, rest of your week. I will be back on Monday with a brand new episode, maybe if you're lucky. Uh, we'll see how the rest of this week goes. Uh, and, then, and anyway, I uh, hope you have a great one. I'll catch you later.